Steelers by the Lake podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host, Cody Tanner. Cody, how are you this wonderful Friday morning? Oh, James, I'm doing lovely. Uh, Ready for another week of football. Hopefully it's better than the past two. Hopefully we continue to see more and more success for our team here. Uh, It's been rough watching the Steelers recently, especially the offense. Defense is kind of always doing their thing. Um, week one wasn't that great, but like week two, two defensive touchdowns. I will take that all day and twice on Sundays. Um, but I'm doing great, James. How are you doing? Especially twice last Sundays, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing okay today, man. Uh, not too bad. So, uh, looking forward to, to getting out of the house a little bit today later on. Uh, but speaking of performances improving and people playing well, uh, the NFL announced the 2024 Hall of Fame nominees and Pittsburgh had 10 former players, kind of about 10 10. uh, that made the list out of, I want to say it was like 130 players total or 170 or it's a big number. And they got to cut it down as, as time goes on throughout the season here. Yeah. Uh, But we're going to briefly touch base with this. Not all these guys had a significant amount of time with the Steelers, uh, but we're going to give you some brief resumes on these guys. So uh, let's start off with the, uh, the former kicker, Cody. Yeah. Kicker Gary Anderson for pro bowls. This guy had. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was a uh, a pretty significant part of my childhood growing up. Gary Anderson was a very, very accurate kicker. I just never considered the best kicker in the league because of Morton Anderson, who was better at the same time. Uh, but very good kicker. Yeah. Uh, nose tackle Casey Hampton, the big boy himself. Yeah. Five-time Pro Bowler, Mr. Casey Hampton. Uh, that kind of surprised me. I didn't realize he looked to the Pro Bowl that many times. Yeah. Uh, but was like maybe the best nose tackle in the history of the Steelers. They've had a lot of defensive tackles yep. that were really good, but they weren't really nose tackles. Casey Hampton was that guy that just could take on two people and then then probably a third, too, to keep those linebackers free. A uh, big part of the Steelers' success uh, in those Super Bowl runs in Super Bowl 40 and 43. Yeah, fullback John Kuhn with three Pro Bowlers. Yeah, Pro Bowl. uh, John Kuhn. Uh, started his career with Pittsburgh, small school kid. I want to say it was Shippensburg or something that he went to, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, had a good career with Pittsburgh. But all three of those Pro Bowls were with other teams. Did not get any of them with Pittsburgh. Um, a three-time Pro Bowler, I wouldn't really expect to necessarily make it anyway. But yeah. uh, neat, neat to see that he got some consideration there. Yeah, linebacker uh, Hardy Nickerson. Yeah, the hardware man, they used to call him. Uh, he was a really good stealer. Unfortunately, was better with other teams than he was with Pittsburgh. Ended up with five Pro Bowls. Uh, none of those came during his time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, had a lot of success with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Hardy was one of those I bet they wish they would have kept after his original rookie contract. Well, hey, so is the next guy. Linebacker Mike Vrabel went on to win a couple, couple Super Bowls with the New England Patriots, unfortunately. But Mike Vrabel also now the coach of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, Mike Vrabel had a good career with well, the New England Patriots. was probably most well-known for his uh, ability to be a goal-line tight end. Uh, had a lot of receiving touchdowns in his career. Uh, Pittsburgh misused him. They had him playing at 290 pounds trying to be a defensive end when he went to New England. He dropped the weight, came down to like 260, played outside linebacker, had a lot of success doing so. 
Uh, so less so of a resume as a player with Mike Vrabel and maybe a little bit more so as a coach right now. He's having some some pretty good success in the NFL as a coach. Yeah, the next guys we're going to talk about, as well as obviously Casey Hampton, we already mentioned, but the next guys had most of their success in Pittsburgh. James Farrier uh, had two Pro yeah. Bowls. Uh, one-time first-team <clears throat> All-Pro, uh, and then also a one-time second-team All-Pro. We'll take it. Um, yeah, he was that central, integral part of that team in that Super Bowl 40-43 time frame. Uh, not too many people had him as an elite guy, but he was no surprise when he'd get you 130 to 150 tackles in his season. So James Ferrier kind of reset the standard for what middle linebacker should be. Um, at that time yeah uh another linebacker that everyone knows very well james harrison yeah no doubt about james right uh some of the most well-known defensive plays in the history of the game with that uh, monstrous play in the super bowl where he ran it all the way back for a touchdown before halftime yeah one-time defensive player of the year five-time pro bowler two-time first team all pro two-time second team all pro uh, James has one of the better resumes of all the guys that are eligible in this year's class. Yeah, and what, 84 and a half sacks in his career? Eighty, Yeah, 84 and a half, man. Uh, he was the Steelers' all-time leading sack artist before T.J. Watt broke that last week. Yes, sir. Uh, congrats, again, congrats again to T.J. on that. Yeah, uh, defensive back Carnell Lake, five-time Pro Bowler, one-time first-team All-Pro, and then four-time second-team All-Pros. Yeah, quite the resume. I have good memories of Carnell Lake as a very good I safety. I have none. I, yeah, no. I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's so much younger than me, bro. <laughs> um, he was in the Rod Woodson, Greg Lloyd, Kevin Green era. They had one heck of a defense at the time. And Carnell Lake was a very underrated safety. I didn't even realize he had a five Pro Bowls over the course of his career. Uh, so he was better than even I remember or remembered, and, and he was very good in my memory. Yeah. Uh, so that's actually a pretty strong resume there. Um, I don't know if the lack of first-team All-Pros is going to hurt him or not, but five Pro Bowls is very good. Yeah. Uh, linebacker Joey Porter Sr. Normally never had to say that before, but now that Junior's on the team, I suppose we should call him <laughs> Joey Porter Sr. Uh, four-time Pro Bowler, two first-time All-Teams, three-second-team. All pros, yeah. excuse me. And then how many sacks did he have in his career? 98 career sacks, which is very impressive. Uh, had a lot of success with the Miami Dolphins as well. So uh, four Pro Bowls. I was kind of surprised to see the number that low. Uh, but I remember there being a lot of years where he'd get like 10 or 11 sacks and get a snub and not get yep. voted in. Shocking. Uh, it was just a very competitive time at that time as far as uh, performances of, of edge rushers outside linebacker types and getting lots of sack production. Yeah. Uh, but a very solid resume for Joey Porter Jr. Or senior. Yeah. And the last guy, one of my favorite players of all time watching growing up, the Mickey Mouse himself, the smiling man, <laughs> Heinz Ward, uh, four-time Pro Bowler, three-time second-team All-Pros, and one Super Bowl MVP. You have to imagine Super Bowl MVP kind of makes up for missing some of the first-team All-Pros. Um, and I'm pretty sure he he's a two-time Super Bowl winner. So Yes. Because he won yep. the second one in Arizona. Yep. That's definitely something that helps on the resume. Uh, Hines has gotten to the semifinal stage multiple times now. Uh, and I don't expect this year to be any different for him. I think he'll at least make it to that semifinal stage. 
Um, like we've talked about before, there seems to be a bottleneck at the wide receiver position. Yep. Um, also, there's a little bit of anti-stealer bias going on in the voting process. So you kind of need the semifinalist stage to be one stealer, not multiple, so that he has a chance of getting more votes. Um, I think it just kind of works against him. So uh, who would you say are going to be the strongest candidates this this time around, Cody? If you had to pick three guys who you think will make it to the semifinal stage, who would you go with? I, I would honestly probably say – um looking at this stats and it's it's going to be a little biased in all honesty um i'm going to say james harrison i'm going to say probably joey porter senior and probably still heinz ward i would i want to say casey hampton in there too um but with with no first team or second team or no any no stats like that i don't know with that i just think heinz ward's going to get back to that point i hope he doesn't get cut out again at that level so yeah i'm with you actually same exact three is what i would put on there uh there's some guys with some very impressive resumes like hardy nickerson uh casey hampton with his five uh pro bowl appearances as well Uh, but i think those are the guys that have the best chance of getting to that semifinal stage it's just whether or not any of them can get the finalist this year that's what we really want to see somebody get the finalist that means we're close uh so exciting thing to see uh, that in a league with so many teams and so many players that the Steelers are so well represented. Yep. Uh, now it's time to talk about what happened this week before leading up to the Raiders game this weekend. Uh, Pittsburgh signed a running back and kick return man by the name of Godwin Igwebuike. Sure. Very good. Very it's good. Close. No, you're it's like, close. There's been a few Igwebuikes in the league, uh, so it must be quite the family tree going yeah, on Yeah, apparently. Uh, but... He's got a little bit of experience in the kick return field, which I think is a little more important now uh, with uh, Anthony, Anthony McFarlane. McFarlane being on the injured reserve. Uh, now we've also got Gunnar Olszewski um, going through concussion protocol, uh, and we're going to talk about his current injury status later on in the show here. Yep. Uh, but it appears, though, the need for a kick return man is um, something that they had for sure. Uh, so past that. Brayden Fajoko, as we speculated on yep. the most recent show, did get that promotion from the practice squad to the 53-man roster. I like it when you're going against teams that have a really good running game, like, I don't know, maybe the Raiders and Josh Jacobs. It might make sense to have a really big, very thickly built nose tackle in the middle to try to soak up two guys uh, and maybe plug up that running game a little bit. So looking forward to to his promotion there, and I hope to see him get a decent amount of playing time. Uh, wide receiver Deuce Watts signed to the practice squad. Another so, wide receiver. With the, with the yeah. number of wide receivers we got going down, you got to bring some up and bring some in. So that's just how that that's works. It. Um, yep. Exciting news on the defensive side of the ball, James. Yes, and very, very deserved in uh, my book, yours as well. Alex Highsmith gets the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, Very well deserved. One heck of a game. What do you have, like seven tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, uh, pick six, a couple tackles for loss. Just an incredible week for him. Uh, So very glad to see him get uh, the well-deserved recognition here. Uh, you start piling on those defensive player of the week trophies, uh, 
and then put up the same kind of numbers that you did last year or maybe better, and they're not really going to have a choice but to put you in the Pro Bowls. Yep, and um, the Defensive Player of the Year award looks real good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, him and TJ going to have a little pretty serious competition for it, I think. So, oh, yeah. Uh, looking forward to seeing how that plays out as the season goes on. Um, now we're going to talk about the injuries leading up to this game. So real quick, um, we're going to go defensive side of the ball first, I think, for us. So cornerback Patrick Peterson, uh, non-injury related things, even though he's just been, it feels like he hasn't been playing up to par recently. Uh, DeMonte KZ has a calf injury, didn't participate in practice on Wednesday, full participation on Thursday. Minka with the chest injury, didn't participate Wednesday, limited on Thursday, expect him to be a go. Marcus Golden, the linebacker dealing with the knee injury, again, didn't participate with limited participation on Thursday. Uh, and then you're looking at Larry Ogunjobi with a foot injury, didn't participate either days. I don't know if he's going to play. Um, that that foot injury has been nagging, it feels like. Yeah, for a couple of years now. Yep. Uh, so I I feel like Larry's probably going to practice on Friday and then play on Sunday. They've been resting him all week long. Uh, last year, they actually went with a strategy during the week. He was in a walking boot. Um, that way he could guarantee that he didn't re-injure it throughout the course of the week or aggravate it in any yep. way, give it as much rest as possible. Um, that might be something that needs surgery in the offseason. I don't know. Uh, this poor guy's really going through it on that, but he had a real nice game last week. Uh, we go to the offensive side of the ball from there. Isaac Siamalu listed on the injury report, but it actually is an R as in not injury related. Uh, so he just got some rest days. Uh, he was actually a full participant in Thursday's practice. Uh, Darnell Washington crept up on the injury list this week with a knee non-participant on Wednesday, a limited participant on Thursday, and then Gunnar Olszewski is in concussion protocol. Has not practiced yet, not even limited. That's a real bad sign for him. I would expect him to not play this upcoming Sunday. Yep. Awesome. That's where we're at on the current Steeler injuries. You want to start on the Raiders side of things? Yeah, there's only one injury on offense, then the majority of them are on defense, so I'm just going to go through them here. Uh, Ja'Korian Bennett, one of their cornerbacks, has a hamstring injury. Uh, limited participation there. Divine Diablo, uh, linebacker with a rib injury, full participation on Thursday, limited throughout the week before that. Marcus Epps, the safety with a quad injury, limited in full, so he's probably a go. Um, the only guy on the offensive side of the ball, Jacoby Myers, the wide receiver, uh, concussion protocol, limited participation, full participation on Thursday should be ready to go. And then two or three, excuse me, only one more defensive tackle, uh, Bilal Nichols, mm -hmm. yep. uh, hamstring hand. So both hamstring and hand, not related, but both injured, uh, limited participant, limited participation, both days. Um, so that is how that's going for them. Yeah, and then they got a couple guys listed with an illness, um, but I would imagine both those guys to be fine. So not a real long list there for the Raiders. Uh, I was hearing something about their star wide receiver, Devontae Adams, uh, but he's not even on the injury list, so expect him to play this week. No, yeah. And do we want to go over those roster for them? Yeah, let's touch pays on it briefly. Uh, I got to pull it up here. I don't have yeah. it in front no, of me right good. now. So, so quarterback yeah. obviously started off Jimmy Garoppolo. We know that. Uh, running back Josh Jacobs, the powerhouse. He's incredible. Fullback Jacob Johnson is a uh, decent run blocker. And then the wide receivers we talked about, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers with the injury, Hunter Renfro, 
who's been like a sneaky, undercover, good receiver in the league for a few years now. Um, and then you go through that offensive line. You have Colton Miller at left tackle, left guard Dylan Parham, center Andre jo- James, right guard Greg Van Rotten, uh, and then right tackle Jermaine Illuminor. Um, so that's going to do the offensive side of the ball. Again, Jimmy Garoppolo is a very capable quarterback. He can. I, I'm worried about what him and this wide receiver core can do against us if our secondary doesn't play up to par. And then again, the running game. We've seen what Pittsburgh can do against the run or what they can't do, and that's concerning. Um, defensive side of the ball. Defensive front here is going to cause some mayhem, in all honesty, especially when you look at that one, that first defensive end, James. Yeah, yeah. Max Crosby, one heck of a pass rusher, one of the better ones in the NFL, typically lines up on the left side of the defense, so the offense is right. So Chukwuma Okorafor is going to have a very important matchup. Um, luckily for us, that's our best pass-blocking offensive tackle. So hopefully Chukes can man up and handle that side. Uh, Tyree Wilson, the first-round pick, likely to start opposite him on the other edge. Uh, so will we see Dan Moore? Will we see Broderick Jones? We don't really know yet. Uh, but this seems like something that maybe if Dan Moore's struggles continue, you might want to start thinking about uh, working Broderick Jones into the lineup there. Uh, defensive tackles, Jerry Tillery and John Jenkins uh, being their starters, and then they work in Bilal Nichols and Adam Butler as well there. Uh, so um, a pretty large crew of defensive tackles. Uh, they're also Nesta Silvera and Byron Young. So quite the crew, but none of those guys really strike too much fear into me. Jerry Tillery probably being the uh, most significant guy on the inside there. Yep. Um, well, what do you want to talk next? Um, it, see, the list I'm looking at is kind of janky, so why don't you go ahead and uh, I'll interject anywhere I need to. You want to go second? You want to go secondary? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, so secondary, Nate Hobbs, cornerback, Marcus Peters, cornerback, someone we've seen a lot of as he played for the Baltimore Ravens for a few years. Uh, and then the free safety, Trayvon Moreg, that's a guy that me and you talked about a lot about. They also have Isaiah Polomeo, which is a guy that was, I believe, related to Troy Polomalo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, cousin. Uh, yeah. Cousin. And then Marcus Epps at the strong safety position. So the the defense is very capable here. Um Guy, and I love that we get to see Robert Spillane again. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Peters being the big one, I think, out of that crew. So, uh, gonna make sure you know where he's at for sure. Corner, um, that could be a real important thing, honestly. Um, Robert Spillane, one of the starting linebackers for this crew, um, Div- Divine Diablo, Luke Masterson, the other ones. Uh, but Spillane is somebody they're really leaning on, and uh, yep, that's good because we know him pretty well. Yeah. Uh, punter, AJ Cole, kicker, Daniel Carlson, very, very capable kicker, long snapper because they matter, Jacob bon, Bo, Bobin Moyer, uh, and then DeAndre Carter, both kick and punt return uh, for them. So capable team. The Raiders are, if I'm not mistaken, one and one this year, or are they two and oh? No, they're one and one. They have to be one and one. I'll double check that real quick, but it's going to be an exciting team. James, do you want to talk about your three, three keys to success? Yeah. Absolutely. They are one and one on the season right now. This is an important matchup. The Raiders have given the Steelers issues in previous seasons. For no uh, reason. was able to pull it off last year. Uh, some people are saying that was just something in Ben Roethlisberger's head. 
We'll see if Kenny Pickett can continue his success from last season. We're hopeful for it, no doubt about that. But my three keys to Pittsburgh continuing the momentum built from last week in the win column, number one, utilize the tight ends versus Robert Spillane. We know Robert Spillane better than anybody else other than the Oakland Raiders, being that he spent his entire career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. His ability to match up against tight ends is something that I would consider suspect at best. Uh, Thus far, they have given up a lot of yards to tight ends on defense in the first two games. So uh, should be the potential there for Pat Fryermuth and Connor Hayward to really expose him in the pass game, assuming we're able to uh, actually target that. So that would be my number one key. Number two, I want to see 85 plus yards rushing. I'm not setting the bar too high here. Uh, We haven't had much success at all in the first two games, and it has to improve. If I see 85 yards rushing in this game, I'm going to have reason to be optimistic about future weeks. Uh, So I want to see 85 as my key number here. Uh, That'll tell me that we've had some success running the ball more than just one or two long runs in the game. Number three, and this is going to sound weird the way I'm going to say it, but I think it's extremely important. Let Joey Porter Jr. fail. And I say fail because he's not going to succeed on every play, but he needs to be out there. We need to allow him to get feet wet. We need to see what he can do because what we've seen out of Levi Wallace the first couple weeks has just been horrific. And I think that the potential with Joey Porter Jr. is drastically higher. He is going to fail at times. This is going to happen. He's going to have pass interference penalties. He's going to miss tackles. He might even miss some assignments and get burned once or twice. But I think that we need to start this now. We need to insert Joey Porter Jr., allow him to get on the field and start playing against number one and number two wide receivers. Because I think if you continue with Levi Wallace, you should expect to get the same results that we've gotten so far in the season, which is just awful. Uh, So really want to see him out there. Uh, Cody, how about you? What are your three keys to success this week? Yeah, so my three keys to success are going to be a little little different this week than most weeks, minus the first one. The first one's kind of like a I, – I use this one often and sometimes. Um, turnover battle? Turnover battle. You got to <laughs> gotta give this offense short fields, uh, unfortunately, to get points on the board right now, and that's just the way it is. And so if the defense can continue to do that, um, that is a very strong key to success and will help us succeed immensely. Second thing, offensive line needs to open up holes for Najee. This kind of goes hand in hand with your rushing yards, but everyone always blames Najee for, you know, he's not fast. He lacks explosiveness, all this and that. Half the time, he doesn't have anywhere to go. As soon as the ball is in his hands, there's guys in his face. That's a blocking thing. You can't blame that on Najee. Uh, And then the third thing, we need to do something. We need to have a better offensive game plan, whether you call it play calling, whether you call it, Firemat Canada, whether you call it whatever you want to call it, uh, we need to have plays that on third and one we're not starting the with a reverse behind the line of scrimmage. We need to start passing the ball past the line of scrimmage. We need to start actually blocking on screen plays if we're going to run screen plays. Um, maybe this it calls for a better utilization of Jalen Warren. I feel like Jalen Warren is highly underestimated right now and is honestly a large part of our offense when we get the ball moving. Uh, so better play calling, better offensive scheming, whatever you want to call it. It needs to be better because Matt Canada right now doesn't look like an NFL offensive coordinator at all. I just want to briefly, I like what you're, you're, 
your three keys are, by the way. I want to briefly touch on what our keys were last week going into the game versus the Browns. My first one was pressure and contain Watson. They did an awesome job with that. Yep. Um, just use the same strategy as Lamar Jackson. It's basically the same guy. Number two is keep Nick Chubb under 80 yards rushing. They did, but not because they did a good job stopping him. Uh, number two was let the rookies help was number three. Uh, I didn't think they did enough of that. Your first right. one was win the turnover battle, which they did. That's what we need. Uh, that was, yep, establish the run early. If they would have done it, the game would have been a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and let Kenny get comfy. They did not do a good enough job protecting Kenny Pickett, and that was one of the reasons that the game was so so frustrating to watch. So, yep. uh Seems like we know what we're talking about, guys. Stick around, and there's more of that all Sometimes. season long. Uh, not to mention, it is official. We have officially joined uh, the team over at uh, Pro, Pro Sports, Sports Fans. Pro Sports Fans. It's Pro Sports Fans. I'm trying to memorize the name here. I always want to uh, say football because there's an F in it. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> yeah, that's what's throwing me off. But Pro Sports Fans. So we're going to have some shows uh, available there as well we're actually going to do some coverage of some of the games yep uh, so if you're interested you can tune in on their app they have a mobile app for your cell phone uh, and you'll actually be able to to see us doing some commentary during some of the live games yep and uh, so, so they they actually have uh sections for all the major teams in most of the major leagues nba mlb um all those things obviously the nfl so you guys can go on there there will be a link for this in the bio and in, in the description of this video that we're doing right now or the audio um it'll be there for both and that way if you guys want to go ahead and go download that app you are more than welcome to do that so exciting things coming in the future uh there is a there's excitement for and an opportunity for sponsorships with them and stuff like that not nah, just a little bit more of um a controlled space for us to do that than kind of doing it on our own so we're excited for that Hope you guys join us over there and we cannot wait for that. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It is free. And until next time, this is your host, James and Cody, signing off. Peace.